Our hosts reflect on Robert Kraft's drop solicitation charges and the implications that it has on the sex industry. While it's normalized for men to solicit sexual services, there's a double standard that shames the workers supplying it, and our justice system is ill-equipped to address the issues that come with the industry. The cameras that were set up to catch human traffickers are the same ones that allowed Robert Kraft and the other men to walk free. Awande Industries Production Wande Reads Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Alicia, and I'm recording with Charlie. Hello. And Zoe. Hey, party people. If you haven't heard from other episodes, we're all part of Wande, an advocacy group to end human trafficking. As part of our research, we're evaluating the way media portrays issues relating to human trafficking and assessing the content through a media literacy lens. Can I make a dad joke? <laughs> uh, is it about how lit this media literacy is? Um, you know what? Never mind. But on that note, it's worth mentioning that we are not experts. We're regular people who like dad jokes. In fact, we're actually kind of biased like any other person and we'll admit it. We'll do our best to call it out throughout the podcast. It's impossible to be completely neutral all of the time, especially when we're constantly coming across new content. I actually think it's okay to not be neutral in situations of injustice. Yeah, this episode topic definitely hit some nerves for me. So if I go into a rant, I apologize in advance. Um, We'll be talking about Robert Kraft, best known as the owner of the New England Patriots football team. Last year, he was charged with solicitation at Orchids of Asia Day Spa in Palm Beach County, Florida, which was under surveillance for sex trafficking. This spa is known by the community as a place where rich white men line up all day and night to receive sex acts and was apparently notorious in the community, even though it's located right in the center of a very public shopping area. Uh, Local authorities had been trying to bust this brothel as they suspected human trafficking was taking place. It was reported that some of the girls working there had come to America to work at the spa under false pretenses. When they got there, they were forced into sex work and reportedly lived in and are confined to the spa. This is trafficking 101. Mm. So it's worth noting that this is not in any of the articles we are analyzing. And it actually took a lot of digging to even find this little bit of information in about one sentence. Um, And now uh, these are the prostitutes that are in question for crafts charges. Fast forward to today at the end of September, when all charges against the solicitators, including Kraft, were just dropped. It's worth noting that the charges may continue to be pursued against the day spa itself and the prostitutes, aka human trafficking victims, in question. So to prepare for this episode, we read four articles about this case from CNN, Bleacher Report, The New York Times, and Fox News. We'll include these articles and other references in our show notes. So we're back. Today, we are addressing a few things when we look at these articles. First, we want to know who created the message. We want to know what techniques they used to grab our attention. We also want to understand how different people might understand this message from ourselves and take a look at what point of views or values and lifestyles that are or are not represented And we also want to know why the message is being sent and who the message specifically is intended for. And hopefully through these assessments, we can get a sense of the intention and the impact from the message. So when we look at the first question, which is who created the message? um, For me, I I wanted to figure out who owns the media sites for 
the articles that we were looking at. So CNN and Bleacher Report are both owned by Warner Media slash Turner Broadcasting. Um, and Turner Broadcasting is owned by a dude named Ted Turner, who's also known mm. as Mouth of the South. And he's a cattle farmer oh, wow. that actually helps to create the cartoon Captain Planet. So you can get That's a sense right. of what his vibe is. <laughs> um, Collecting rubbish. <laughs> although it's kind of ironic because like cattle farming is pretty bad for the environment. Anyway. Right. So mm-hmm. Fox News is owned by the Fox Corporation, a.k.a. the Murdoch family who has a 39% voting power in the company. And Rupert Murdoch, head of the fam, is actually an Australian immigrant who became a U.S. citizen in 1985. Um, Murdoch and Turner, unsurprisingly, have a longstanding rivalry, which, of course, includes a yachting incident. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, just the average Joe Schmoes over here. (laughs) Um, As it is. And I actually kind of wonder if this rivalry is why their anchors blast each other and constantly try to persuade their audiences to also dislike each other or each mm. um, news channel instead of like actually reporting substantial content. But mm. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, finally, the New York Times is owned by Soulsberger, which is also family run and now run by the sixth generation, A.G. Soulsberger. On top of all of these publications being run by families, it's worth noting that their wiki pages all make a point to call out their religions. They've all aligned with a Christian denomination, even though Soulsberger does have Jewish roots. But they've been called out for trying to avoid associating the New York Times with any sort of Jewish media, which is interesting. Interesting. Um, Did you guys have anything you wanted to add to this? No. Uh, No, I think that was really comprehensive. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So the next thing we want to address is what techniques are being used to grab attention. So to me, it was really interesting that media didn't reference the human trafficking ring in their titles, or maybe not a ring, but just Mm. business, Um, especially after our first episode of the podcast, when we saw how quick people were to call out trafficking in something that wasn't trafficking related, actually. And Mm -hmm. Part of me wonders if it's because Robert Kraft, the person they're reporting about, made a point to not be associated with it after his charges were dropped. Like in one article, I think from the New York Times, the DA even makes a statement saying that Kraft and the other men didn't know about the trafficking. Mm. But the articles do all focus a lot on the fact that he's wealthy and that he's the owner of the New England Patriots. And I think that the New York Times could really be feeding into our personal bias about how rich people get away with stuff, even though that is technically what's happening here. But with the hubbub (laughs) about trafficking these days, I'd expect that to be the center of the pieces rather than Robert Kraft. And as a member of the public, I'd feel like it'd be way more valuable for me to hear, hey, there's a massage parlor that's allegedly, allegedly trafficking people in Florida. Here are the signs to catch trafficking in front of you instead of mm-hmm. rich dude pleads not guilty to getting his dick wet. <laughs> like, don't just tell me something interesting. I want to be taught something. Um, and just as an aside, if you elect to engage or give money to an industry known to abuse its workers, I feel like you should have a responsibility to know the signs of abuse. But... That's just, like, my opinion, man. Mm. (laughs) True. True that. I definitely agree. Um, Especially when prostitution is not legal, as it is not in Florida. The articles mention human trafficking, like, one time, with the New York Times mentioning it maybe four times, I think I counted, and the Fox News article did not mention it at all. 
Um, even though this was confirmed by the investigators and prosecutors that there was human trafficking happening at this spa. They also barely mentioned the victims or the outcomes for them. Um, again, it took a lot of digging to figure out what was going on in the human trafficking ring for the prostitutes in question. And it also took a lot of digging, digging, (laughs) (laughs) Freudian slip. Uh, It took a lot of digging to figure out about anyone else other than Kraft, like what happened to them. So they focus a lot on his Super Bowl status. Um, most articles mention his wealth. Fox News, you know, calls him a billionaire. The CNN article notably randomly ends the entire <laughs> article with this sentence. He has been the owner of the six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots, since 1994. Like, I'm sorry, what? What does that have to yeah. do with this? <laughs> and why would you end like that? Yeah. But most also spend about like half of the article or a third of the article um, with quotes from him saying how he would never want to disappoint anyone or his family, which really paints him as this remorseful family man who made this one mistake. Um, it's also worth noting that there are other articles that say that he flashed his Super Bowl ring when he was stopped from the cops leaving. So he, oh, I think wow. this guy knows what he was doing. Um some also make it sound like this is another football game. The Bleacher Report article like started off going, he earned another win in trial for misdemeanor charges. Like, I'm what? And yeah. it didn't include said charges in the beginning of the first couple paragraphs, like what he was even getting charged for. And most articles mention like that this is a misdemeanor. And I think that really downplays the situation. Yeah. I wonder why... <laughs> I wonder why getting caught having sexual acts is a misdemeanor, but then peeing in public is a felony. <laughs> right. Priorities anyway, here. Sorry. <laughs> well, well, I don't have much further to add to your comments, but simply to sum up the attention grabbing technique and this even coming to light is because some wealthy club owner was caught up in the federal investigations. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So Moving on to the next point, um, we're going to look at how different people understand the message from ourselves. So when I read the articles, you can tell there are slight differences in each of them, which is expected, especially because these companies have been called out for their leaning tendencies. But like Alicia said, Fox doesn't mention human trafficking anywhere. It just says that Kraft was caught on camera. It doesn't explain why the cameras are there. It kind of just paints him as a dude who made a mistake one time and apologized. The New York Times shares the most about the trafficking case, but even then it focuses from the John's perspective or Robert Kraft's perspective. I think something to call out here is that the legal definitions or maybe the differences between prostitution and trafficking might also be unclear to the general public when we're thinking about how different people would understand this. For example, Mm. When people imagine trafficking, they think of some shadowy dude kidnapping young girls, but technically a trafficker could also be someone soliciting it. So this kind of tells me that we need to advocate for more specific terms, or maybe we should also educate people better, but there definitely should be a distinction. That is exactly what we're trying to do here at One Day as a whole, helping people understand these differences and allowing the people to develop their own understanding when it comes to spotting heinous uh, situations. To answer your question about how might different people understand the message, well, I'm very quick to get fired up about these things, yelling and cursing at the screen as I read it, <laughs> just like watching a football game. Uh, New York Times stated that Kraft claimed that his constitutional rights were violated when police videotaped him. It's like 
someone getting caught in the middle of a drug deal and saying that their rights were <laughs> were violated because police are doing their jobs. And to further this, even several judges <laughs> chastised the police for the way they procured warrants to in- install hidden video cameras. Again, police are doing their jobs to investigate human trafficking. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Alicia? Well, I definitely think that points to the limits of our justice system. That's for sure. I think overall, though, most of these pieces read as sort of a known powerful man and icon gets little slap on the wrist for his one time lapse in judgment. Uh, By leaving out most of the context outside of Kraft's specific charge, his remorseful quote, well, adding his remorseful quote in, and the fact that he has gotten off scot-free, and that's what the articles are focusing on, the coverage kind of sweeps the situation just under the rug, and it would make people maybe pause, but essentially not end up thinking much different about Kraft or further caring or further researching, but that's just my bias. But that's exactly it, Alicia. With the same video technique at the day spa, How did four men plead guilty and settle their cases, also not serving jail time for taking the early guilty pleas? So they admit to being guilty, yet Kraft Court on the same camera got away with a not guilty plea. And then Kraft's lawyers filed a motion asking that recordings are to be destroyed so they could never be released. Isn't this like a classic how to get away with murder 101? (laughs) I really like how Arenberg sums up my thoughts and many people's thoughts stating that the case was never about the individual, but in veiled shot said that there are economic inequities in how cases proceed and that wealthy people can hire expensive lawyers to poke holes in cases. Totally. And I definitely agree with what Arenberg is saying. And I also think that it's very clear that the New York Times is trying to make that statement to us. But I think we've spoken a lot about how we personally have interpreted the articles and like how we've gotten upset about them because they're worth being upset over. (laughs) Um, But I do want to bring it back to how a different person might interpret it. So some people might actually be really stoked on this. On one hand, he could probably, he's probably a hero to a lot of people. Like they might look up to the fact that he has wealth and status And they might also not understand the irony of him getting away while the women are punished because it's so normalized for men to go out and do this sort of thing. In addition, I can totally imagine a camp of people who agree with the ruling because they're afraid of government intervention. They don't approve of secret surveillance and they could see this as a slippery slope. So this case would be a win for them. So... That kind of leads to the next thing, which is what point of views, values, and lifestyles are or are not represented. For me, I'd love to learn more about the prostitutes or the sex workers involved in this case. Does the sex work have to be so shameful? Can it be regulated better? We haven't really heard anything from their perspective. It's all from the perspective of the men involved. And they might not want to publicize the individuals, but we could get statements from them, I imagine. For men, and a little less so for women, going to the strip club or hiring a hooker is normalized as a fun thing to do with the crew. Mm -hmm. You get the vibe that men are allowed to enjoy sex. But then from the sex worker standpoint, it's like, oh, you're dirty and a criminal for doing that. Or you need to be saved. Unless you're a male sex worker, in which case you're kind of glorified as a super hot hustler in a lot of movies. Mm. I should note here that I watched a lot of Law and Order SVU growing up. So <laughs> if you have examples of female sex workers presented in a strong way other than Cardi B, please leave us a voice message about it on Anchor. 
All right, back to the story. The media's message could be sent out with underlying Christian values, because like I mentioned before, the media's ownership is all Christian-owned. Um, but since it's a popular religion in the States, I could also see Christianity prioritized subconsciously um, on top of being deliberately uh, pushed forward. Admittedly, I don't know all of the differences between the denominations, but I imagine they have some core similarities in values. So if you take a step back, this one circumstance can have multiple news stories. In this case, they focused on a reputable John, but in an alternate story, they could have educated us on the sex workers or the industry or why the spa was under surveillance for trafficking. Yeah. They could have even focused on the laws in place so the public understands which laws allow this sort of thing to happen. Instead, they highlighted Robert Kraft's pardon. What is the point of telling this story to the public? Oh, hey, mm. you can go buy sex and maybe get away with it. <laughs> Super helpful knowledge. Thank you so much, news outlets. <laughs> if they did this intentionally, I feel like they've distracted us. But if they did this because they didn't think it through. They're all missing a huge opportunity to share something worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think, um, as you pointed out, there are so many things we still need to know and other points of view and other just facts that aren't included. So I really think that the coverage of this case is pretty lame, for lack of a better word, especially because these are major outlets. It really leaves a lot to be understood. And that's even coming from my perspective. And I know a lot more about this case. And I was already asking these questions and the amount of Googling I had to do to find out more. Um, I mainly came up short because of the lack of reporting. Uh, it was mainly just focused on craft and his specific charge. So it's really missing the point of view or even mention mm -hmm. in most of what happened to the Orchids of Asia spa employees. So mm -hmm. those four articles we read, they're really not in that. And as well as what happened to the 24 other defendants, though we can assume maybe that they all got dropped because crafted, besides the four that we know that pleaded guilty, which also, again, had no jail time from that. So really no consequences. It's mostly missing the context of what was happening at the spa, as you stated. So the fact that it's a known brothel in the community and it was investigated for human trafficking, which is why the cameras were there, is really mm. important information. Uh, it's also missing the context of Palm Beach County, which many of you might now know that term because everyone knows about Jeffrey Epstein all of a sudden. And yeah. that <laughs> was where most of his stuff was going on. These are actually a lot of the same players um, Ehrenberg was involved in that case as well. Yeah. And it's kind of put Palm Beach County front and center in the sex trafficking in the United States. Yeah, I agree with you both with the fact that there's nothing further about uh, said about the federal investigation of human trafficking at the day spa. And it's said that people only give these things attention if someone of some status gets caught up in it. Yep, yep, yep. So with all of that in mind, why do you think this message is being sent. Um, for my part, I think that these media companies are trying to make money off of the story. Mm -hmm. And they know that people like learning about what the rich people are up to. to I don't know if it's to live vicariously through them or something else. But I think that it doesn't really make sense for the Bleacher Report to, to report on this. Like, yeah, he's a football team owner, but what does this have to do with sports yeah. in general? Outside of him t making a lot of money from the Patriots, it doesn't really seem like what he does in the bedroom should be relevant to football. feels like mm. they're really stretching for things to talk about. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I think the companies might also just be trying to keep up with one another by sharing the same stories. 
Yes, the poor like to see what the rich are up to, and the rich like to see what the rich are up to. Hashtag not biased opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting that the coverage is specifically centered on craft um, because people really just care about rich people doing distasteful, scandalous things and then getting away with it. Essentially, it's like a fun, sensational scandal to tune in for, tune into for today, and then like forget about it. Yeah. So then. Who do you think they're targeting with this message? Maybe the average American person just looking to keep up on hot celeb gossip and current events. So the football fanatics have more hot gossip to include in their conversations. (laughs) Yeah, just spilling the tea all over ESPN. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so to wrap up, looking back at everything we discussed, It's obvious that our justice system isn't equipped to handle when rich white dudes do shady things, essentially. I also want to add that a lot of this comes down to the fact that we never penalize the customers or otherwise known as Johns because they are men, usually powerful, and we've normalized their behaviors completely. Almost two dozen other men were caught along with Kraft, and it appears that they probably all got off, though it's hard to confirm because the news is primarily only covering Kraft. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the documentary, Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich, it spends hours talking about this one dude. And while the story is very notable and worth attention, it clearly isn't just a Jeffrey Epstein thing, though. Kraft was actually caught, as we said, in the Palm Beach area. It sounds like he is in the same sex trafficking circles as Jeffrey Epstein. And he's also in the same circles of money, power and elitism. But aside from that, the justice system hardly has effective definitions to address the issues that have existed for the longest time. Prostitution is technically the world's oldest career, and yet we still haven't figured it out. It's also very worth mentioning that the four people who worked at the spa, the owner, the manager, and the two prostitutes caught on camera are still facing charges. One of the prostitutes just actually changed her plea to guilty this summer, and she was Mm. sentenced to jail time. Uh, And this is a prostitute that is pretty much known to be a sex trafficking victim also, not a consenting prostitute. So this becomes a big problem now, like the human trafficking victim probably was the one that was punished Mm. and has already been held in jail, by the way. So her time is already technically up because she's actually been waiting in jail for this trial sentence to finish, uh, probably due to money or lack of resources to get bail. But by comparison, all the customers got off essentially scot-free. Even the four men who were caught and Mm. ended up pleading guilty, they still were not sentenced to jail time. State Attorney Dave Ehrenberg, that we've mentioned, he announced after the charges were dropped last month for the solicitors that he strongly disagrees with the ruling and that there was strong evidence of human trafficking. But they couldn't prove it up to the court standards, and that's really what it comes down to. The video evidence was obtained illegally, and that's really the only proof that you can get that this is happening, and yet it can't be admissible in court in our current standards. So how exactly do we deal with these situations, really? So... Overall, these articles tell me that our news outlets are also missing the mark on what they choose to focus on. They could be sharing more useful information in a direct way rather than playing to our bias. And I'm not sure if sorting out the sex industry is super complicated by nature or if it has only become corrupted because society has been disrespecting and sweeping sex workers under the rug for so long. Also, I'd like to be nonpartisan or I would like to be politically correct and say, well, we don't know the ethnicity of the other dudes. So maybe we shouldn't specify that it has to do with them being white that got them away. But then you think about Brock Turner or John McAfee or Ethan Couch. 
or Karabaskin. Just kidding. Uh, we don't really know what happened to her case. But in all seriousness, yes, the definite connection between all of these people is their wealth. The kind of wealth that comes easier when you aren't growing up in the projects and have been afforded privileges for generations. Yeah, the only case that really comes to mind where a person of color got acquitted is O.J. Simpson. He had wealth and happened to be known for his proximity to whiteness, however. Mm. And it's so frustrating that it's unreasonable to catch a dude getting an illegal handy on a camera (laughs) specifically intended to catch people engaging in sex traffic. Meanwhile, it's considered reasonable to break into someone's house in the middle of the night to maybe find drugs. And they didn't find Mm. drugs. They did kill someone, though. So now under the law, Breonna Taylor's death was a reasonable search and seizure. Meanwhile, taping Robert Kraft's handy or whatever it was, <laughs> was unreasonable. Yeah, I want to bring it back yep. to what you said earlier, Zoe, about how if you're participating in a system that is known to abuse its workers, you have a responsibility to know the signs for abuse and call, it, call them out. For example, I had to mention this a while ago that as we continue to normalize the sex industry, we need to understand its potential to exploit and traffic people. Like the instance when we were in Phuket where it was a tourist attraction to go to get a massage and pay for sex. So much of these situations are depicted from the male or Western perspective rather than from all sides. I'm not condemning people for utilizing legitimate establishments. However, you need to understand the potential that you could be with someone that is currently being trafficked without you knowing. Yeah, even though lawmakers and those in power are failing to do their job, we have the authority to help too. We can educate ourselves about the sex industry, human trafficking, and advocate for justice. We don't really have an excuse to not do that. We can also vote these ineffective tool bags out and work on changing our system together. Yes, which is a perfect segue to close it out. Wonder exists because people who are motivated to make a change and to call out injustice. We're trying to tear down a billion dollar industry through research, education and personal advocacy. To learn more about what we're working on, follow our Instagram at one day underscore IND. Thank you for listening to our podcast and taking the time to learn more about stopping the traffic. Woohoo! Woohoo! Bye! Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>